Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. You don't have to have a Russian champion to win a Super Bowl. But Emmett was the first one to do it. And that's one of the dilemmas at running back. You can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmett Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. Consequently, when we are looking and putting Zeke's contract in place, we've got to realize that the ultimate goal is to win the Super Bowl. And so you've got to do all of the things along with having Zeke that allow you to have other players so that you can win the Super Bowl. Jerry Jones explaining why the Cowboys don't need a rushing champ to win the Super Bowl, why they shouldn't back up a Brinks truck for Ezekiel Elliott because they got to sign their star quarterback and their star receiver too. So they go out and get Alfred Morris. Insurance policy in case Ezekiel is still holding out. Well, the problem there is they don't have a star quarterback. They're going to pay him like he's one. Pay him whatever they want, but they still don't have one. Dolphins fired their offensive line coach, Pat Flaherty. This is a weird time to be changing coaches, PK. A week into camp, he's out. Well, if you're going to do it, this is actually the best time. Better than letting him mess up the first three games and then doing it? Sure. Would have been better to do it back in, I don't know, January or February. But Le'Veon Bell tweeted out an apology to all the fans who play fantasy football who drafted him and then he sat out the entire season. This is long overdue, but I want to take a moment to apologize to all the fantasy owners who picked me last year. Sorry I couldn't pull through for y'all, but trust me, she was about to be way different. I'm bringing it. Well, in this world in which we live, are we allowed them allowed to call them fantasy owners? Ah, fantasy governors. Because that's that has all sorts of implications that I'm very, very uncomfortable with. I think you're being sarcastic now. You going to come clean on whether you're being sarcastic or not? I take offense to you even putting me on the spot to come clean. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, look at this. An SEC team is going to leave the old SEC conference footprint and go play a big game. That doesn't happen very often, but Alabama's going to do it. They signed a home-and-home with Wisconsin. They're not going to do it for another five years, but they're going to do it in 2024. They're going to Madison. They'll hear jump around. They'll play the Badgers. Well, I think the real news there is that we know when Nick Saban will there be retired. There it is. going to retire. Yeah. yeah, you can do it. I don't want to do it, but you can do it. Right, because he'll be in his 70s then. Return games in Tuscaloosa in 2025, so the TV networks can uh, lick their chops over that big early season game. Have you game. ever licked your chops? In, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, okay. Doing it right now. You don't lick your chops when you see that Thanksgiving table? It's yeah. all set with all the goodies? Oh, yeah. No, I don't lick my own chops, now. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. You're going to have to explain this to me, PK. Why? Utah Jazz have reportedly signed Forge Juan Morgan to a, an Exhibit 10 deal, uh-huh. and he'll join the team for training camp this fall. Yeah. What happened to Exhibit 1 through 9? 
Well, they've already done that. They signed Mitchell to Exhibit 1, Gobert to Exhibit 2, Conley to Exhibit 3, Ingles to Exhibit 4. Follow along here. Well, then shouldn't he be like Exhibit 14 or 15? No. They've signed a bunch of guys. Yeah, but once you... they got multiple Exhibit 8s? Once you get past 9, once you reach double digits, it's like infinity. It's all the same number. Really? Yes. Huh. Like rule five in baseball, you, you could have <laughs> rule five. Ten of them. So you can have you can have a lot of exhibit tens. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, if you start to get an exhibit A, then that's a whole other ball game. <laughs> He's out of uh, Indiana. He's six eight. Played for the Jazz during the summer leagues uh, in Salt Lake and Vegas. You already so. said that. No, I didn't see that. I didn't say that part. Yes, you did. Really? I don't think I did. <laughs> I thought I stopped at training camp. <laughs> nope. I'm confused by the whole Exhibit 10 thing. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So we've got a chance here to rebrand the Los Angeles Clippers. Owner Steve Ballmer has a uh, drawings, yeah. renderings. Of a fancy new arena in Inglewood, not far from the Forum, not far from where the uh, Rams are building their new stadium. And he says, we have a a once-in-a-lifetime chance to really step our identity up another level. I don't anticipate making a change, but we have a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and that's the kind of thing you somehow do in consultation with your fans. So you're going to rebrand them, get rid of all that Clipper baggage. All that, uh, you know, the bad teams of the uh, of yesteryear get a whole new sleek image. I think they already have. Dropped a lot of that baggage. We don't giggle at them the way we used to, that's for sure. Not at all, no. I think that's well in the past, but if they want a new arena and he's going to finance it, yeah, have at it. That, that would be a major step in getting out from under the Laker identity. He's going to uh, spend about a, a billion dollars on the arena, give or take a few hundred million. And he's worth about $20 billion. So, hey, it's good to have toys. It's good to have a really big billion-dollar sandbox. So we'll see if he rebrands at the same time. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. So Donnie Tillman, the former Utah forward, there are multiple reports out that he is going to continue his uh, college career at UNLV. Uh-huh. We heard he was going to sit out this coming season, help his ailing mom, enter the NCAA transfer portal, seek a new program. He looked at programs all over the country, and he's going to be a Rebel. He's expected to receive a, a waiver, so that maybe he can play for those Rebels immediately. Get the waiver, you don't have to sit out of here. Well, is he expected to receive it or seek? It says he's expected to receive it. Well, then it wouldn't be maybe. Because if he receives it, he'll play. That's according to Las Vegas Review-Journal Sam Gordon. Sammy G. Be in uniform this year. Yeah, that's a major blow to Utah. But they've become a feeder program, basically. Guys go in, they play a year or two, they transfer off somewhere else. Yeah, they're like a prep school. It's happened again and again. And here's one more. Yeah, and he's their best player. and Now they've got a freakish, well, they've already been a young roster, but this just makes it younger. They'll be playing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. That's great, but there's no guarantee that they'll be at Utah when they're juniors and seniors. DJ and PK. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, Back whoa, up whoa. The train. Just because he doesn't have it there doesn't mean we don't talk about it. What would you like to talk about? I mean, since we're on college basketball, yeah. Look out. 
I'm looking. Where are we going? Bobby Hurley treating treating oh, yes. forks up. Marcus They're, Bagley. Be quiet. Shut your mouth. You had your chance. You could have put it on the list. Doug Tomorrow, their sports information director, tweets out, Good day for ASU. Oops. Rules prevent me from saying why. <laughs> there ain't no rules to control me. You're ruleless. You've heard of Marvin Bagley. His younger brother, Marcus, has committed to be a Sunday. And this might be the reason why it's, I have no idea if the kid can play. I mean, he's got good bloodlines. His brother is very good in the NBA. He has potential to be really good. Just finished his rookie year. Grandfather, Joe Caldwell, played in the NBA. But he chose the Devils, and I, I think literally this might be the first one. Maybe not. But he chose the Devils over Cal and Arizona. Not every day you beat out the Cats for a four-star. No, I, I don't know that it's ever been done. Because obviously Arizona's program has been hundred times superior to what's been going on. But you run out of money at some point. I mean, U of A can't pay everybody. They're on a salary cap restrictions. There it is. Bear down payment. See what you did there. <laughs> He's not as big as his brother. His brother's more in the 6'10, 6'11 range. I think this young fellow is 6'8 ish. He played up in Sacramento high school ball. They moved up there, the family. Didn't he move with his brother when he got drafted? Yeah, I think the family moved there, yeah. He's from the Phoenix area. Back to the heat. Way in the winter, though. Sweet. That's where you want to be in the winter. So you're going to be an ASU basketball fan now? Is that going to surpass football or baseball? No, but if they win, I'll pay attention. That does help. <laughs> That's up to them. They determine my fandom, not me. <laughs> Whereas football and baseball, I'm in either way. No matter what. Yes. Certainly football. Baseball, not as much because you don't get as much info being here as when I was down there. And when I was down there, there were no Diamondbacks. So they were it. I had literally had season tickets as a kid. And it was a big, big deal for me. Uh, but that's changed dramatically through my uh, growing up and leaving and, and uh, the Diamondbacks there and all that stuff. ASU football hasn't changed. That's Even with the Cardinals there, that hasn't made a lick of a difference to me. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Hosmer swinging a line drive, well hit to right field. No chance this ball is gone. A two-run blast for Eric Hosmer. Puts the Padres on top, 4-1. to Here's another no-doubter. Right down the right field line. If it's fair, it's gone, and it is gone. A three-run blast for Eric Hosmer. His second home run of the evening, and that spreads the Padres' lead to 8-1. to Good to have the Orioles in town, PK. Oh, yeah, that game started out. I was, I was on uh, MLB Network. It was. I clicked over there. Yeah. And the first two batters for the Padres went deep. Got a lot of home run hitters on that team. Haven't been able to say that for a while. Tatis is a future MVP. He is just as exciting as can be as a young ball player. And he is a very young ball player. 
but he just looks like, uh, provided he keeps his head on straight and you know, all the things you need to do, he just looks like a, a superstar in the making, for sure. And and he came advertised as being a... All of that, yeah. And now it seems to all be working out. At, at just such a young, young age. Yeah. They had a uh, thing on Twitter, one of the guys who covers the team put it out last night about... You know, stolen bases aren't nearly as important as they used to be with everybody hitting home runs, but still there's some alert to, you know, being in the 2020 club or the 3030 club, and he's not to 2020 yet. But they had a list of big name rookies who had more uh, homers and stolen bases than him. You had to have more of both, and there were only like uh, six or seven guys on the list. And he looks like he's going to catch most of the list in August let alone by the end of the season in September. And the one guy on the list he's not going to get anywhere near is Mike Trout. <laughs> Trout had awesome numbers. Yeah, he also, oh, Tatis missed a big portion with uh, a leg injury. Yeah, I think it was hamstring. But his number's still awesome. And the Orioles are terrible, so, you know, get a little confidence and all that. The big dogs in the National League, the Dodgers and the Braves, with the two best records in the league, both got beat yesterday. Rockies pummeling the Dodgers 9-1. John Gray wins his 10th. David Dahl goes deep. The Dodgers lead a mere 14 games in the West. And they are six and a half games clear of everybody else in the National League. The next team is the Braves, who lead the Eastern Division by four and a half over the Nationals. And the Nationals tighten that up a little bit. Anthony Rendon Rendon with a grand slam, and the Nationals win 6-3. Care about anything else you saw yesterday? In life? In the major leagues. I didn't see anything else. Okay. Bees open a series against Oklahoma City. The Dodgers. Tonight, 7 o'clock, Smith's Ballpark. Get your tickets at SOBs.com and listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, Sports Jeopardy at 8.30. Greg Rebell, play-by-play voice of the Cougars at 9 o'clock. We've got a question out for you Ute fans, and we'll get to that next. There are high expectations. You're the overwhelming pick in the South. You're still the pick to win the conference, although it's tied over Oregon and Washington. But is that going to put a little uh, a little pressure, this all-or-nothing thing? You're going to be able to enjoy each game and think, hey, we won that game, or... Your eyes on the big picture, and you just can't mess it up. Puts a whole different feel on the season. We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From the Mercury News, John Wilner. I think all of us were fairly confident that Utah would be picked to win the South Division. I was a little surprised that they were picked to win the entire thing. You know, I was one of those who picked them to win the whole thing. If you think Utah's a heavy favorite in the South, then it's just one game for that Pac-12 championship against the North winner. And I've picked them to beat Oregon. I just, it'll be a good matchup for them. You know, they can take away Oregon's strengths on the offensive line and with Justin Herbert. But that's really what it came down to to me is, okay, Utah's clear pick in the South. Can they win that one game? And the, the experience from last year, I think, will, will help them considerably if they get to Levi Stadium. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. Questions up on Facebook. A lot of people responding to it, PK, now that the Utes are the heavy favorites to win the South Division. How much fun will this season be for Ute fans? Minimal as it's happening. And then if it ends up the way you want it and the way it's overwhelmingly expected. Not mildly, but overwhelmingly expected. No team in the history of this long and deep-rooted conference in its eight years has been this much of an overwhelming favorite. So you win, you're supposed to win. Now the prize at the end, go crazy if and when you get it. But individually, you got nine of these things. And because you are the overwhelming favorite, no one is more important than the other. Each of them carry the same level of importance. Mm. They may be easier. Some games are easier than others. But in terms of importance, they are all equal. Now we're trying to figure out how people are going to feel about stuff, so that gets dicey because people don't. No, I stuff know the same you're way. trying to feel out. Uh, <laughs> I think this, I'm yeah. not. I'm telling you how they will feel for the for the games against the bottom half of the leg. I sign up 100 percent for what you're saying. I think you just look at some of these games. They're you all can't the celebrate them. No, they got baggage against some of these teams, and it'll feel good. You've been to, in the conference for eight years. How yeah. the hell do you have baggage? You want baggage, dog? I got baggage. You're just gonna have to stay within sports terms. No, I am talking. I'm talking Pac-12 football. Oh, okay. I you, you, want, you, you, you have no baggage in eight years. Yes, you do. In your own way. No, th- this is yep. see. This is yep. Dave. This is the way it's supposed to be. They played eight years. Now in the Pac-12, now that they have celebrated eight years, they're in their age of accountability now. <laughs> so going forward, there. <laughs> everything counts. Now you're on the record. Nothing gets wiped away. Uh-huh. They've reached the age of eight. Going forward, yeah, yeah okay, now, we got it. We got it. Now you're overselling it. We got it. I never oversell anything. I sell appropriately <laughs> the way it should be sold. Yuck. And nor me. do I sell anything, for that matter. I present truth as it is. Yuck, just eye-rolled. And that was weird, because you did that thing where the eye went all the way back over the top and actually spun around. Came you're all like, the way around. Yeah, you're yeah. in a Vegas slot machine territory now with your eye-rolls. That was incredible. Well, you are going to eat egg rolls. This is Ooh. about truth that I'm speaking. Those sound tasty. Breakfast egg rolls. There it is. So they, you, it's impossible. You have minimal baggage. Go ask Cal. Go sure. ask Arizona Absolutely. what baggage is all about. Oregon State. How And are so you? you're talking they've got baggage? No, they don't. They've lost a couple of ball games. To, to SC by a couple of points. That's not baggage. Yep. Baggage is SC beating you down decade after decade. Not a few years. You've gone there three, four times, and you lost a couple of ball games close, and that's baggage. You have no idea what baggage is in this conference. Well, give it another twenty years, you might find out. Exactly. But, I agree. Bus. They've been ruined for eight years. They've cared for eight years. I think if you're a Utah fan, you decide, let's take a trip down to SC. It's the conference opener. It's Friday night game. You can go to the beach on Saturday. You can go to Disneyland on Saturday. You can do whatever. And we might see the Utes winning the Coliseum for the first time. 
That sounds pretty cool. I think away from the division race and the conference, you can celebrate that and have fun with it. Now, there are a bunch of games on the schedule. I think you're spot There's on. There's nine of them. Oregon State. Nine of them. They're UCLA, all the same. UCLA, Arizona. Hey, we you, know what you the schedule beat is. these teams. They're, they're, they're all the same because they all count only as one win. And they count as one loss. Yeah, except the except the game against nope. USC. And there's no exception. Because yes, no, because you no. give SC a loss. That game, if you're only going to win one of your first two, I'd much rather. If you're only going to win one of your first two. You're I'd one and rather. one, and you're an overwhelming favorite. That just proves my point. That's a bitter disappointment. You're one and one. If you're only you, you're expected to dominate, and you're you've got them at one and one, and somehow you're going to take solace. Well, that one was against uh, USC. Way to go. Well, you just canceled that out by no, losing a home the, game. Because you still got the tiebreaker on them. What they freaking do? You got the tiebreaker. <laughs> it matters. You got to get to the Pac-12 title game to win the conference. You got the tiebreaker. That's an advantage. Certainly better than losing to USC. There is no tiebreaker after two games. Yes, you'll have you the still have all seven over. to go. That's true. If you lose your first Good home math. game, you're losing another game. So then you've lost the tiebreaker. You're not. If you are one and one after two ball games, you're not going eight and one. So you've lost the tiebreaker then. My no, gosh. You know USC's going did you get any sleep? I did get sleep. Well, then why don't you use Utah, your brain? The Utah game is more valuable than the Washington State game, which SC, follows it. you mean, but yeah. The USC game, yes. The Utah There's beating not, USC no, is more No, you are dead wrong. There is maybe <laughs> some individual right. joy, you can say, but attachment to actual merit on your record, you've, they're all the same. You've given SC a loss. And you got the tiebreaker. Hell, they may have two losses then. Yeah. So just go. You might tie for the your division title for seven. You. you might tie for the division title seven. I'll make your argument for you then. They lost to Stanford. And so since they've lost to Stanford, now they're 0-2. Who gives a rat's behind what they're going to do? Because if they start 0-2, they ain't going 7-2. But they might beat Stanford. They might be 1-1. One one. Well, then they might be 2-0. and Hell, let's make them 4-0 uh, and after 4. We're that's just making one. crap up now, Dave. And that's a scenario you want no part of. <laughs> well, of course you, not. You don't want anybody, for that matter, USC to be 10-0. Beats, USC beats Stanford and Utah. They're 2-0. and They got the tiebreaker. You're 0-1. Yeah, that's bad. The then everything breaker. you're talking about. The, the tiebreaker. Then everything you're talking about. Is in play. Big old disappointment. Pick to win. You're chasing the season already. You're barely in October. Great. Great. You lost the opener. You're going to lose again. You're not going to win eight in a row. Yeah. You don't want that scenario at all. Really? You don't? USC. That's shocking to me. USC is a bigger game than Washington State. No, it's not. It is not. Not at all. Not at all. One and one is one and one and two and one and so forth. No, you were picked to dominate and you're worried about celebrating. You can celebrate each individual game and they'll do that. You hear them in the locker room. They play the fu- They sing the fight song because they release some clips. Although this year, I think they should tone that down, man. It's like the Jazz stocked in for three. They go nuts. The next year, the Jazz are going to the finals. They walk off the floor. They're in no celebrating whatsoever. That's the position that the last year the Utes were stocked in for three. This year, 
they're the second year that the Jazz went to the finals. And you walk off the field and you shake each other's hands. You say, way to go. Kyle gives a little speech. All right, boys, that's one down. Now we turn our focus to Washington State. We turn our focus to blah, 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 to check off the list because we uh, got big goals here. And this is the next obstacle we have to clear whoever it might be going down the schedule and and Kyle talked about that he loves this year they get their three games and then it's on not like last year he said it was very different last year where they had to play the Cougars after they'd already won and I get that and this year they don't do that it's more traditional you get three then you got nine straight and this year there shouldn't be any wild celebrations in the locker room like we've heard we've heard a million times over. oh it's easy the the wall there is yeah and so they, they, no, no, like don't page. do that because whoop de doo you beat a team you're supposed to beat. This isn't about, you celebrate at the end. The, they are in the position this year of completely different. And it's about getting to the title game and then it's about winning that game. There's no wild celebrations along the way because these are just checkoffs of what you're supposed to do. And then you can celebrate when you win the South. And then if you should win the, the conference, well, then go nuts. Run up and down the field, do cartwheels, scream and yell and carry on and drop confetti and spray non-alcoholic champagne and do whatever it is you want to do. I'm all for it because that's what the stakes are this year. This is completely different. Like any, you need to treat it like SC. SC never went wild Back in the day when they won their games, they shook the other team's hand. They congratulated each other. It was a home game. They went and did the the fight on spiel with the band and all that. And then they walk off the field. I'd been there a hundred times. That's what it is for Utah this year. Brian is already worried. I'm a diehard fan, but I'm worried for the fall apart and choke it up November. I I get that. And if you're a hardcore Ute fan, I get that because there's nowhere to go but down. They win the big games, they get out to a lead, and then they mess it up by losing the games that right now, anyway, look easy. Who knows how teams will evolve? Well, their November schedule looks cream puffish. At Washington to open November's a toughie, but then UCLA at home, at Arizona, and Colorado at home. And I just set you up Those for you to read three. the schedule. You're welcome. Thank you. Nobody reads a schedule like you. No, that's not true. There's a couple people. <laughs> okay, nobody reads the schedule more often than you. It's probably not true either. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm near the top in both. Last week I was on the treadmill listening, and you must have said that the SC plays Fresno, Stanford, Utah, BYU. I, mean, I, I, I texted him. Does SC play Fresno? I, I, I don't know that. Come on, dog. Nope. You can complain about it all you want. Probably going to keep doing it. Well, I just know what the listeners want. And with the advent of the phone, you can get the schedule on your own. I don't have to wait till the paper. They're driving. Till the paper comes out. They're driving. You know, on Wednesday when they run the agate in yeah. the middle of the sports page, the yeah. whole thing? Yeah, and then you can look and see who's playing whom. Those, it's like the, the out-of-town scoreboard. <laughs> Get rid of the out-of-town scoreboard. You don't need it anymore. I want to know what the score is. I'll look at my phone. Come on. It's comforting. People like to see the out-of-town scoreboard on the wall out there. The old-time steel plates going up. Don't need it no more. Throw up some advertisements there. Make some more money. <laughs> It's stupid. Sell, sell me some more Chico Bail Bonds. So, Utah, every game, nine games. One doesn't matter any more than the next. Not this year. And you're going to see it. They go down there. 
I don't think they're going to celebrate wildly. They'll celebrate because it's a big win, just like Washington State and so forth and so on. When you're picked to win it all, overwhelmingly, not by the narrowest of margins, you are picked overwhelming. You're expected to win, and it's a major disappointment. All you can do in the regular season is meet expectations. You cannot exceed them in the regular season as each game approaches. Now, at the end, when you add them all up, that's another story. But as we're going through it each week, they cannot be exceeded. They can only be met. And you, I, I, I know you'll see that. They beat the Devils this year, and they've struggled against them. There's not going to be any hooting and hollering. There's going to be a, guys who know each other from California and play together. will go over, and they'll talk to each other after the game on the field, greet each other now that the game's over, and pose for some pitchers, depending on how close they are. And then they'll go over and do the fight song there in front of the student body, and then they'll walk in the tunnel. It's going to be so matter-of-fact, so So you don't think we're going to hear the singing through the wall anymore? Not to the level. No. Gets pretty boisterous. And they should have a good time. They're college kids. Yeah. And, so and you don't, don't get don't, to play that many games. I don't, I don't, but it's not going to be to the level. They're still going to do it because it's tradition and it's what they do. But it's not going to be the level. Now, I consequently think when they get there at the end, the level will be higher. Because you're going to have these nine, your season is going to be determined by these nine games. And there's no point getting high or low either way. Because you got one next week or they got a couple of buys built in with the calendar this year. So you do that. And that's the way it's going to be. When you are overwhelmingly picked to be the favorite, that's the way you must approach it. Ute fans, how are you hanging on? Where are you? I'll give you an opportunity to disagree, and I won't bludgeon you. I'll allow you to be wrong. <laughs> but this uh, is a new uh, circumstance where you've never been in this position. John isn't worried about all this pressure talk. I think Ute fans should have a lot of fun as long as the team stays healthy. Doesn't matter. Healthy, they not healthy. They won't stay healthy. It's football. Like yeah. One Utah team ever has stayed healthy. The 04 well, team was freakish. But and you're not that, the only team who's going to have injuries. Yeah, but ours matter I mean, that's, more that, to That's us. the big thing with the Jazz. We act like we're the only team that has the injuries. It, it, it doesn't, no, everybody's got them. That's why Winningham, will, he will not even entertain that. He won't, he won't do that. I can't wait for tomorrow, and the first guy's going to ask him about Covey. We don't talk about injuries. <laughs> I am not going to ask him one question about injuries this year. And I'm not going to talk about injuries. He, didn't, he doesn't want to acknowledge it. I'm with him. I stand toe-to-toe with him on the injury deal. It doesn't matter. You still have to play the game. And if you get bludgeoned by injuries, it sucks for you. For the fans who are stressed right now, when do you think they feel like the Utes are favorites? When Maybe they feel like it in right November. now. Just because, really? Until it's clinched? Yeah. It's not done until it's done? But there's times where, come on, it passes the eyeball test. And what, what you do you got mean? the lead. You feel pretty good. It's not done, but you got confidence in them. They, in, in the they, individual games? At some point in the season. I mean, for some not fans, the end. some fans may be on board now, like, we're clearly better. This is going to be fun. And they're not stressing I'm about with them. the team. Oh, I think, stre- I think there's like two fans. 
Only two, really? Yes. There's probably Dumb and dumber. There's probably another group. You beat USC and Washington State. You're feeling look, great. But you're, you're great. expected to beat both of those teams. Some other teams have already got lost. You're like, we really are it. Both those teams are picked below you in the standings. Other people will not feel any joy until the division is clinched. And even then, they may already start obsessing about the championship game. You'll have an eye on that, sure, yeah. But even at, as you go, you'll be paying attention to them, as you should. This year, you should definitely be paying attention to the North. That'll be part of the fun because there'll be no pressure on whatever team you want to follow. You want this team to win or that team to win, this team to lose, so forth, uh, because you're going to play who you play. So that's part of the fun is you get to pay attention to North. When you're eking along trying to get six wins for the bowl, you couldn't care less who wins the North. It's just it's no bearing whatsoever, it's right? Curi- it's a curiosity. But yeah, but you don't have that personal but if you're stake. Sitting in you're first following place. it. Yeah, yeah but, but if, if you're sitting in first place, you're, you're, and it's like, all yeah. right, who's it going to be? Yeah, so you, you that Washington-Oregon game, you're going to be all over it. And you're going to watch it, and you're going to, you know, you may think whichever team you think is an easier draw, you're going to root for that team. I get all that. That's part of the fun. And out of the South, only Ute fans of the other, of all the six fan bases right now, only the Ute fans have the opportunity to do that. The rest of them are just trying to either recover from disappointing seasons last year, which is the case for four of the teams, and for the Devils, you're trying to get a little bit better than what you were last year because you're trying to build. The other, the other ones all had disappointing seasons. Devils didn't have a disappointing season. They didn't have a great season, but they're trying to get a little bit better than what they were last year. The other programs are trying to rebound and not suck as bad as they did <laughs> last year, right? I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, and USC maybe even more than that. But yeah, I think if you're UCLA coming off 3-9, and nine, you feel like you sucked. Yeah. I mean, it's nice you beat USC at the end of the year, but you're going into a 9, so you're thinking, this season's a mess. And it, Colorado it, whacked their coach. Arizona yeah. was disappointing. Yeah. SC should always be bowl eligible. Right. So I think that's what those teams and their fan bases right now looking to rebound – Devils looking to get a little bit better. Utes looking to win it all. That's the essence of the six fan bases and what their mindsets are right now. Clearly, that's exactly what it is. And then in the north, you've got Oregon and Washington. Washington looking, hey man, we're looking to we're we're the, we're the class of this this conference and certainly this division. We have been for a couple of years now. We got to continue it. We got to replace a bunch of guys, but this is college football. And so every two or three years, that's going to happen. Oregon's looking to get back, and Stanford is looking to get a little bit better. Washington State is looking to just say, bleep you. Re- reload. Reload. They're, well, they're just, looking to yeah. just flip off everybody because they're the most disrespected team. And Cal. He's trying to find a way. Am I ever going to have a an offensive player show up at media day? I asked Wilcox, well, does it say anything that you have two defensive players? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure it does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Let's talk about all those games you won 12 to 10. Yeah. Now let's talk about all those games you won 35 to 31. <laughs> Interestingly, last year... SC brought two defensive players, and their offense was the worst in 10 years last year. So this time last week, last year, they brought two linebackers. 
the kid from uh, down there in Utah County, Gustin, and then the other one who had all the picks against uh, the Utes. Smith. Cameron Smith. Yeah. So they brought the two, and then it, it, not coincidentally, their offense sucked this past season. So, Wilcox, you brought two defensive players. Why? Because you got nobody on offense you wanted to bring. Last year, you brought Laird, who was a great running back. Well, he's gone. So, you couldn't bring anybody because he's gone. You would have brought him, but his eligibility is over. So, they went with two defensive players, and their defense was outstanding. It was a kick-butt defense. So, and that's great, but that's only part of the game. (laughs) <laughs> so Cal's looking to find an offense. Oregon State's looking some way to find a way to win a few ball games, however they can do it. Honestly, three wins would be great. That's all don't, they're trying to don't do. Don't lose ten. So that I've summed it up, I, and I've done it, as I usually do, rather well. I thought you were going to go with, like, brilliantly. That's not my style. Kind of is. To actually. go over the top with the self-plaudits. I've never been that way. And as the awards roll in, I just deflect them. But I just told you fans how to be, and that's the way they'll be this year. And, oh, really? And that's <laughs> the way they'll be. Yeah. They can't argue with me. There's nothing to argue with what I just said. You cannot disagree with me. Get on our app. How you hanging on? Where are you? I was Justin San Bernardino not more than 72 hours ago. Steve says it'll be a great time unless they lose to BYU in the opener. Doesn't count as one of the nine, but under your theory, when you lose early, you're not going to rattle off some big win streak? I, st- I, I think they vulnerability. can. If they lo- even if they lose to BYU, because that tends to be such a freakish game, I still think they, they can lose that game and still be scintillating when they get to conference. Now, I don't think they're going to lose the game. I've I've been saying that all along. Uh, But they can, and I'm going to pick Utah until I see otherwise. Margaret says it's going to be fun as long as the winning continues. So as long as you're winning, you don't have to worry about the choke. You don't have to worry about falling apart. But I guess if you lose one conference game, then the second one could carry a massive penalty. Because you're going to probably lose one. I mean, teams don't go 9-0. Well, yeah, the one that you're targeted to lose is Washington. That first Saturday in November. So if they mess up USC or Washington State or ASU before they get there. Then that's a big deal. That's a big deal, yes. Yes, I'm anticipating that, uh, what is that, their uh, sixth conference game? Three more I after. could go read the schedule again. It is their sixth. Yeah. Uh, so I'm anticipating that they're 5-0 and zero going into that game, and I would prefer to play Washington earlier because, to me, stands to reason that with their new quarterback, you know, by the time you get to November, you got to throw out that he's a new quarterback. You know what I mean? Because you can only use that as a cushion for so long. You get to November, you've been practicing with the team for weeks and months. You've played in a significant amount of games, five games, is a good chunk of games. You know, obviously you're you're reaching uh, at that point. You're going into the final month of the season. So I'm anticipating Eason. Uh, Peterson wouldn't flat out say Eason was the starter, but I'm t- anticipating he will be the starter and anticipating by then he's supposed to be good from what we hear. So he'll be, you know, he'll have a lot of experience at that point. So it, in my mind, that becomes the number one toughest game on your schedule. D 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and you just threw out uh, one thing. we got to get to that coming up at 8 o'clock. Okay. Not anticipating them being 5-0. and We'll get to that. Uh, but coming up next, it's, uh, it's time for the Rivalry Countdown, Utes and Cougars. Yak with another factoid. We'll get you ready for the Rivalry game a month out. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. One hundred days to the one hundredth game. Seventy down, thirty to go. We're thirty days away from the one hundredth Utah BYU game. The big three zero. Sounds like a huge barrier when you have your thirtieth birthday. Thirtieth birthday. Did you do anything special? Not that I can remember. I went to Palm Springs. Oh yeah. Yes, I did. You have a wintertime birthday, so that's good. That's that's the time to go. It's probably packed. Yeah, I was living in Los Angeles, though, so... Just drive over. The weather wasn't uh, an issue, but we did go to Palm Springs for a little bit of a long weekend. My wife had set it up with the editor of the paper to uh, allow me to leave early on Fridays. I usually... Fridays, I worked a long shift. And this one Friday after lunch, she says, yeah, why don't you go home? Like, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea what was up. Yeah, because you're you're doing the work of two or three days over the weekend, and you're doing a lot of it on Friday, right? Because there's a skeleton crew on the weekends, and so yeah, I was usually working, you know, ten, eleven hour Friday shifts at the time in my particular assignment. So yeah, and he's and my wife had set it up and. And so he's like, yeah, go home, go home, man. Just, just get out of here. You know, you've been working a lot. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, and I, I didn't know what, what was up. And so I did go home and I got there and my wife had some stuff, uh, packed for a trip and, uh, she left clues as where we were going. And one of them she had put down a possibility was Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that seems realistic. Right. I, I, hey, we're going for a long weekend. Where are we going? <laughs> Turkey. I'm going to fly all weekend, huh? Sweet. So then uh, then I found out. We went down there. Uh, went down to La Quinta. Played on their fancy course down there that they play. And my whole goal was to uh, shoot in double digits. I think I did get a 99. Played on the course that the pros played on. I just remember, man, it was so hard in the holes. I would hit. I remember one time I, I got in the sand trap, and I'd hit. And I hit what I thought would be a good shot, get out of the sand trap, and it would go up in the air, land on the green, and just trickle right into the sand trap on the other side. Ah, <laughs> just kept seesawing it. I hate that. Yeah, because it was so tough 
the way the green was slanted to get the ball to actually stop. I did all that I could do, but and we'd get out and just hit and just roll in the other one, man. And if you didn't hit it dead straight, it would trickle into sand traps, but that was my 30th in Palm Springs. 30 days out. Yak, what can you tell us about 30 days out? Well, the rivalry smack can even go to the national level. You guys probably remember the top 10 matchup between Utah and TCU in 2010. TCU was ranked number four in the country at that time. Utah was number six. TCU came in and dismantled the Utes. But before that game, College Game Day was here. And Lee Corso had this memorable quote to say. Lee Corso said, quote, This place is almost as nice as Provo on College Game Day before picking the Horned Frogs to beat the Utes in that game. Oh, 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 I remember that. Old Lee. Lee playing with fans' emotions like that. Yeah. That was huge at the time. And TCU uh, could arguably rank as the best Mountain West team of all time. I would think you'd have a good argument on that. Yeah, I think you got to put the Utes obviously in there for their couple of runs. Uh, the Cougars in 06 was a great, great team. But that TCU team was just absolutely brilliant. Undefeated, beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they were. that, that was the height of their powers at, right at that particular time. Andy Dalton was on that team. And, uh, you know, he's played in the NFL for a number of years, obviously. He's kind of the Alex Smith version. Hasn't really won at all, but has been pretty good for a long time. So, yeah, that was a, that was a tough loss for the Utes and a great beautiful I think it was in November right it November was, 6th it was actually yeah. a pretty nice day yeah it was a gorgeous day and day. a terrible game 47 to but 7 the game yeah the game was just and they wore uh, camouflage jerseys mm-hmm. yeah yeah TCU yep. really put a whooping on them that was a beating yeah so that was a good day for BYU sure yeah BYU needs more good days how many good days will they have this year the way they had that really good day at Wisconsin? That was a great day. That was... That I was partied great. hard. <laughs> you did? Oh, boy. <laughs> did you jump in somebody's arms? No, nah, he's just out on... What's that street in Madison? It's there, uh... All the frat houses right along it. Yeah. Madison had the worst media parking in the history of media parking. <laughs> I have parked in that parking lot. It it's is like a mile away. away. It is so far away. Is unbelievable. I couldn't believe how far it was. I had to ask directions. Am I going the right way? After I parked the car. Where's Camp Randall? Yeah. It is crazy. Just I, absolutely you crazy. You could see the stadium from the parking? You could No, no. you can't. Really? It's, no. It's, it's, I'm thinking Madison's pretty flat. Is that true? It's got I'm, some legs. Yeah, and it, it was but. a gradual incline up to this. The stadium kind of sits up a little bit. Uh, but, you know, not, not nothing outrageous. It was just... And the amount of folks that are on that street. I mean, every square inch from the parking lot to the stadium is just overrun with people tailgating. And I remember I I got there way early, and it was super hot because it was in September. I mean, it was blazing hot. And my wife came with me, and we stood in line to get some water. And we get to the front, and we ran out of water. But we got plenty of beer. So I threw down a few beers and and went on my way because it was so hot. And she was in the stands and said people were passing out. Ew. Yeah. 
Nasty. Because it was it was exceptionally warm that day. But yeah, and uh, just having the uh, the long walk. But Madison, that was a great day. That was a great day for Cougar football, and they need more of those days. I was just talking to my neighbor last night, man. They literally cannot afford to go zero and three at home in the first month. They just they absolutely cannot. It cannot happen. Got to pick somebody off. Yeah, you. What you want? You want ideally. Two and two. If you go anything more than two and two, that's great. But you got to find a way to go two and two in your first four. And Tennessee, it's an away game, but that's not the Tennessee of Fulmer and Peyton Manning and those guys back then. It's a potential winnable game, but you also you have got to find a way to win at least one, at least one of those three massive games that you have in the beginning. You also have Boise State at the end, or not at the end, but down the line. Uh, you've got to find a way because you haven't won. We had on Darnell Dixon, and he's talking about how they've really struggled at home. And that's obviously that's your home fan base, man. You've got to give them a reason to leave that stadium happy. Right, that SC game's in the middle of the day, so it's there's no reason why it's not jam packed. And you've got to find a way. You you must win one of those three. You, Absolutely, you have to. I don't know who. It, I don't. I don't think it matters who it is. You know, you want to beat the Utes. I get it, but you have to find a way to minimally go one and two in those three big home games in September. DJ and PK. All right, coming up. You just said you think the Utes are going to be five and zero when they go to Washington. I think you've just put We're talking the about confidence or confidence in conference, excuse me, excuse in conference yes. Conference. And I think that you have just put the fan base in half because I think there's a fair number of fans who think they're going to be four and one when they go to Washington. We can get to that next. DJ and PK. It's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.